Good morning, church. I trust you are well. I want to thank you for watching or listening to our services, and I want to encourage you to stay connected with us online and continue to watch our services every week. In time, we'll be returning to on-site services with its limitations, and I will talk a little bit about this later, but we will continue to bring you our services online every Sunday morning. So stay connected, please. I also want to thank you for your giving, and I want to encourage you to continue giving as you can. You can use EFT or SnapScan, and just mention as reference if it is offering, tithes, or food parcel. The Lord bless you as you continue to fellowship with us online. On the first Sunday of September, I brought a message to you about facing a new season. I mentioned that with spring came a changing season, but that it was also time for a season change in our lives. We had just gone into level two lockdown and I stated that we need to face this new season with faith, with hope, with wisdom, and with understanding. And I want to emphasize that statement again this morning. We need to face this new season with faith, with hope. We had a whole message about hope last Sunday, remember? We need to face it with hope, with wisdom, and with understanding. Today, on the first Sunday of October 2020, we have moved down to lockdown level one. In his speech to the nation two and a half weeks ago, the president said, and I quote, it is time to move to what will become our new normal for as long as the coronavirus is with us. Hmm? We are moving into a new normal. That term has become a popular term in our conversations. And I want to talk a little bit about it today. A new normal. Soon after lockdown, in one of our early online services, I mentioned that we would return to normal but that it would be a new normal. It would not be exactly as before. There would be changes. And as much as some of us do not like change, we would have to bring some changes to our lives going forward. And this is what we are seeing unfolding before us today. We now have a new normal. For as long as the coronavirus is with us, it's an indefinite amount of time until a vaccine is found, until an effective cure can be found, we will have to live in this new reality under an elevated state of alert so as to protect others and ourselves. Once we are sure that this disease can be contained and treated effectively, then we'll be able to relax a bit more in terms of social distancing measures, crowd control, and other existing protocols. My message to you today concerns our response as believers to this new normal. What are the spiritual principles we need to be aware of? How are we to live and behave 
during this new normal season. It is important for us to think about this, to pray about this, and to seek the Lord concerning this, because there is a lot of confusion even among believers concerning these questions. And this is happening in South Africa and in different nations in the world. It's not a local problem only. You hear and you see believers rebelling against social distancing measures and insisting on having large gatherings, not using masks and singing loudly together. It may sound very spiritual, very brave, but is it the biblical thing to do? Is it the agape thing to do? You know, agape is the love that wants the best for the other. Are you really wanting the best for others by defying regulations that put others in danger under the pretense of being spiritual? Let me read to you from Ecclesiastes, chapter 1, verse 9. That which has been is what will be. That which is done, is what will be done. And there is nothing new under the sun. Did you hear that? There may be new gadgets and technologies in our day, but the attitudes of people's hearts as knowledge increases is not new. It says there, there is nothing new under the sun. This pandemic is not new. It's a new strain, But pandemics are not new. There have been many before. As humanity began to build cities and cluster together, it became easy for sickness to spread. And history records a number of devastating pandemics. The earliest recorded pandemic happened in 430 BC. It spread in many places, Libya, Ethiopia, and Egypt. When it reached the Athenians, as much as two-thirds of the population died. Can you imagine that? There have been many pandemics throughout history. But the one that people have often referred to during this pandemic is the Spanish flu pandemic of 1918 and 1919, as they were coming out of the First World War. That pandemic killed over 50 million people, much more than the First World War killed. During those years of pandemic, guess what? They implemented social distancing, the wearing of masks, the closing of public gatherings, the closing of schools, and other preventative measures. It was a new reality for them. And not everyone understood nor was happy with that new reality. And where these measures were ignored, the death rate shot up. But where they were applied, those measures were applied, the disease was contained. Lessons were learned from that and previous pandemics which informed healthcare professionals and scientists as to what to do in future pandemics. To some extent, what we have seen during this pandemic is an application of lessons learned in the past. Last time I checked, we were under just under 1 million deaths worldwide. Given that the population 
of the world today is so much larger than it was in 1980, 1919. And uh, given that, you know, we are so much better connected today, you know, we are traveling so much faster, we move so much quicker across the globe, one would assume that many more people would have died due to this current pandemic. That was the initial projection. But rapid application of preventative measures have saved many lives. Of course, it came at a cost, just like it did in previous pandemics. Economy has suffered, which means families and individuals have suffered. Now it's time to rebuild. As economy opens up more, as more people move about to work and do business, the virus still remains with us, and precautions must be taken. And this is what I want to encourage you today. Church, I want to encourage you to exercise common sense, to think of the safety of others, and to apply your faith in practical ways. This is what I want to encourage you to face this new season, this new normal, with faith, with hope, with wisdom, and with understanding. This new reality is not persecution of the church as some people have proposed and some people make you think like that. This new reality is a temporary preventative measure which eventually will pass. During the Spanish flu, many laws were enacted to protect people. (laughs) People were arrested and prosecuted for spitting in public or for using common cups at drinking fountains. Now, these things were common in those days before the pandemic. People do this openly, no problem. But all of a sudden, the law clamped down on them, all right? Why? Because those were some of the ways in which the flu was being spread. What authorities were doing is they were actually teaching people to be more hygienic in their habits. And for a short time, it worked. People were washing their hands and they were much more aware of their behavior in public. (laughs) But once the pandemic went away, the bad habits quickly returned. Nothing new under the sun, right? Let us be wise and learn from this present pandemic. You know what? It worries me that as I move about, I see a vast majority of people in public, without a mask, or with a mask only over their mouths, or just over their chin, not over the nose and the mouth. And they are not doing this while they are distant from crowds by themselves somewhere. No, they are doing this in crowded spaces and speaking to others in close proximity, not even keeping the 1.5 meter distance between people. People, we need to be wise. Listen to the word of God. Proverbs 10, 8. The wise in heart will receive commands, but a practicing fool will fail. A practicing fool, a babbling fool, is one who talks nonsense to justify themselves. And the word says they will fail and they will cause others to fail as well. But the wise receive commands. The wise receive instruction. The Bible instructs us to obey authorities. When an authority 
tells you to do something which goes against God's will, against the commandments of God, then you obey God first. You choose rather to obey God than obey man. But when authority tells you to do something that promotes the safety of others, then you obey. Proverbs 14, 16. A wise man fears and departs from evil, but a fool rages and is self-confident. When he speaks about fear in this verse, he does not mean to be afraid. He's talking about reverence, about respect. He's talking about the fear of God. When you fear God, you want the best for the other. You want the best for others. That's agape love. But a fool, he rages with what appears to be self-confidence, defying regulations, but really just trying to justify their own selfish behavior. Listen, it is true that some people have a problem wearing masks. And what they do is they stay away from situations where they have to use a mask for a long period of time. They are conscious of others around them and they keep their distance. And in so doing, they can do life in a more comfortable way while still caring for those around them and protecting themselves. A wise person not only cares for themselves, but also cares for others. And in this new reality, in this new normal, it means keeping a certain distance and wearing a mask properly. It also means washing your hands or sanitizing them. Okay? Now, listen. Being in level one. And with summer approaching, we at Awaken Life Church are in discussions about opening for on-site services soon. As things progress, you will be kept informed. And if you are ready to attend church on-site instead of online, you will be able to do so within limitations and regulations. But no. That it will mean wearing a mask over your mouth and nose while you are in the church property. Keeping social distancing and sanitizing. Unfortunately, no hugging and kissing and no coffee. Ah, Okay, talk about having to change. But that is part of this new reality. It's a change that we have to adapt to for a season. It is part of the new normal. So, if you are not prepared to handle those restrictions, then please continue watching from home, where you don't have to wear a mask, and where you can drink your coffee during the service. Yeah, I know some of you are doing it. (laughs) Listen, there is no condemnation, and it is not a sin to choose to watch online during this season. Understand this. This new reality does not interfere with our ability to worship, to pray, to do something for God. Yes, there are some inconveniences, but know that for the last 2,000 years, the church has had to cope with inconveniences in its history. Some minor ones, some major ones, yet 
the church has prevailed. And we as a church, as a people of God, as the body of Christ, we will prevail too in this season. Amen? How are we to live and behave in this new normal then? Well, Philippians 2, 14 and 16 says the following. Do all things without complaining and disputing, that you may become blameless and harmless children of God without fault in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, among whom you shine as lights in the world, holding fast to the word of life. Amen. There is no doubt that there is a lot of darkness in the world. There is a lot of complaining going on. Some justified, but some just have evil agendas behind it. As children of God, we must speak up and fight for justice, but not by complaining and disputing. We must do the right thing led by the Spirit of God. Amen? Of course, this will not always be easy because there will be pushback when you try to correct someone, when you try to stand for what you believe. But let us be blameless before God because He is the one that I want to please. He is the one I want to spend eternity with. And so, as I close... Let me encourage you with one last verse. Living in this new normal can and will be tiring sometimes. It's not easy coping with the changes and the stress of rebuilding lives, rebuilding organizations and the economy while still coping and adhering to regulations and safety measures. But let us remember that our lives are lived not for ourselves. But as followers of Christ, our lives are lived for the Lord. Listen to this verse. 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Your labor is not in vain. Therefore, Continue to pray. Continue to read your Bible. Stay connected with us online. And if you can, on site when we open. Do the right choices which bring life. Think of the safety of others. And everything you do, do it with gratitude to the Lord who has given you strength to do what you do. The mental abilities to do what you do. He has given you family, friends, a church, brothers and sisters in Christ. So live for Him, knowing that what you do is not unnoticed by Him. The one who matters. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen? So I hope you have been challenged and encouraged to face the new normal with confidence and with common sense. I hope you have been challenged and encouraged to live in the new normal with faith, with hope, with wisdom, and with understanding. Amen? Come, let us pray together. Lord, help us in this season to live with wisdom, to reflect you, Lord God, to our society. Not to be taken up by 
what the mass thinks, the mass multitude of people think. Not to be taken over by our own frustrations with all these regulations, but Lord, help us to understand that we're living for you and that we do these things for the benefit of others, Lord. Help us to continue our lives focused on you, Lord. Having hope and bringing hope to those around us, Father. And give us the strength to be lights in a world full of sin, full of disruption, full of darkness. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. May you be a child of God, a child of light, a light in this world. Be blessed and be a blessing to others. Amen. Have a great week. See you next Sunday.